I'm on need someone to help me. I'm on need somebody's. I am going to put you on the spot here. Uh-oh. Let's say that you had been elected and you were headed to the the uh, Wyoming government's capital in January or February, whenever it starts. Oh, no, it's not going to be that way this year. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, is everybody doing it distance? Why? Okay. Oh, the poor caterers in Cheyenne that made so much money hosting (laughs) meet and greets. Oh, they're still going to do it. They're just spreading it out. I'm pretty sure we're looking at some raised taxes the way the schedule is looking. (laughs) Okay. So Bethany is now, and I don't know or even care all the different positions, but you're that one of the emperors or whatever it is that the government has. (laughs) Slave owner is what you called me the other day. Slave owner. There you go. So. (laughs) You are now a a government uh, ruler, and, and you're uh, among another 20 or 50 or 100 or whatever Wyoming has. And what is there that you could possibly do in that position versus your current position of being a great welder and parent? What is there that you could possibly do that wouldn't be bad or wrong? Like, what action could you take? So you absolutely hit the needle on the head with this question, because the reality is, and what I believe is that the individual can do just as much as anybody else, whether they're, and um, I think that it, we've get, we've gotten so tied up into these titles and the power and the prestige that the reality is, is that as individuals, we can do whatever we want. And we can insist on whatever we want. Um, Whether I win or lose, it doesn't give me any more or less power over what I want to do in my life. It just changes the direction of things that I, um, what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. As far as getting elected from what I can do now and what I can't do, um, I don't know. I think maybe very little compared to just being the squeaky wheel I think one of the biggest reasons I run is for awareness and for people to wake up and to realize what they're talking about when they talk about some of these things and what they actually mean for our personal lives. Because we spend so much time looking at an office 3,000 miles away that the people that are possibly meeting in January and whenever else this next in 2021 those people are the people who are making decisions on our personal day-to-day lives, and we have to hold them accountable every single day of our lives. Yes, yes. And I, I think my... See, I'm not a bad slave owner. You're, not, <laughs> you can't you're better than the other. Anywhere. You don't beat you us have, as hard. You have to cut that off. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's, here's where I'm going to keep nailing this down. As a legislator for a government... The only things that you have the power to do would be to steal money, decide how stolen money is spent, or and say no more stealing money, or say that, or <laughs> tell me what to do. Those are the things that governments can do. And I don't want to have money stolen from me. I don't want you to be a a bad guy and and spend stolen money or dispose of stolen money in a bad way. Um, And I don't want you to tell me what to do. 
if you're, you know, if you're a smart person, I might call you every so often and say, Hey, I've got a, this dilemma. Can you give me some advice? But I don't want you to tell me how fast to drive or how old my kids need to be to drink or any of that. You know, all the other stuff the government does. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a, one example of something that a legislator could do that would be good other than just stopping what everybody else is doing, like sending a letter and just I saying. I don't think it's, it's not just stopping though. It's going back and undoing the damage that's already been done. Um, we have so many laws and things put in place right now. Um, for instance, the seatbelt. Uh, the seatbelt law where we have to wear a seatbelt or else the possibility of a fine. Um, I feel like there is use in going through and trying to dismantle some of what is already there and not in a bad way, not in a way that people are going to get hurt, but um, in a way that protects the people that this law was put there artificially to protect them from, and then the ramifications that come from that. But I've, I've been thinking a lot about drinking and driving and the ramifications of a person who drinks and drives. Um, I had a friend who was caught three times in a year drinking and driving. I mean, he dr probably drank, drove 365 days. He only got caught three times. Um, this person has an actual legitimate issue. So they put him in jail for three to five years. And I'm struggling to understand what that does for that individual, what it does for society, what it does for anybody by just locking him away. And yet, because of COVID, he gets out. So now he could possibly be out drinking and driving again. What happens if he kills himself or other people when he's supposed to be locked away Whose responsibility is that really when we've already deemed him as a collective whole of however we decide things that this person is bad and they shouldn't be in society and then they hurt somebody? Where is anything actually happening there that's protecting any person in that story to include the individual with the problem? And, and I feel like that some of those things we as a society, we've just taken them as an okay. Um, women get the kids, the men don't get any rights. And we've just taken that as like this idea in society and we're, we're okay with it, but nobody's out there actually advocating or talking about it and what it's actually doing to the individual. That is, that is such a brilliant point. That is, that is such a good point. And, you know, I think you and I and the individual you're talking about and the judge and the cop and the family that might get injured and everybody else we all want the same thing. We want your pal to not kill anybody. We all want that. Including himself. I want him to be healthy. Just, I mean, honestly, I would love to have a system, not even a system. I don't even want to call it a system because that's not necessarily what we're looking at. But I would love to have a world where we understood mental health issues enough that he could actually get the help that he deserves and that he wants and or maybe, I don't know. I don't know. That gets into the weird volunteer stuff. But it's hard to know where the line is of, um, like, your canyon in your post you sent me of over here we have everybody else. And on this side we have Shepard. 
So where is like what we <laughs> of what we expect like? Um, so and so we had a little technical difficulty there. Bethany was talking about this this uh, canyon or this chasm between two hillsides, and and it, it's a, a video that I put out uh, some time ago. And essentially, I call that canyon the voluntary uh, canyon. And either you're completely voluntary or you're not. If you agree to enforce or to not to enforce to use force against other people or steal from them or do anything that isn't completely voluntary for both parties then you are not a voluntarist and that might be okay i could be wrong but then everybody that's on one side of this canyon is uh believes in using force to get what they want they just disagree on degree and how much and how much money do you steal from people through their of their income and how much do you steal when they buy a gallon of gas and so on and that's a this thing that i've had to come struggle with for the last 12 years and that i've been a voluntarist and just say is there you know there are things i want like i really don't want people uh, getting killed by drunk drivers or or killing themselves uh, driving drunk i i don't want that i don't like ugly stuff. I like pretty stuff. And I have all these preferences, but do I have any right to force them on others? And that that's kind of what it comes down to me. So let's just take this example. What do you think if there was no police department, no book that said you can't drive if you had 0.10, it was just you seeing somebody you care about dearly doing something really dangerous, not only for themselves, but others, just like if they were skiing really fast down hills or something that was really putting others at risk, what might free people do? You know, I think that that's one of the biggest things when you get down to the deep, dirty idea of what libertarianism is, what volunteer, like actual libertarianism, not the actual principled idea of libertarianism, voluntarism, all of these things. is at what level does the collective get to step in and say something on someone else's behalf? When is it that what I decide to do is trespassing upon what you want to do? Um, and I think that that is definitely something that I don't necessarily have the answer on everything. Um, I would never try to have the answer on everything The thing that I think we can do at this point is getting down to the actual conversations that we start discussing that. And I I think that it comes a lot of education. Um, I've kind of termed this idea of being pro-solution rather than pro this, pro that, pro this side, pro that side. What's the solution for that? So we have this problem. What do we actually want to do to fix that problem? Probably with as least government as possible. And is there something that if, and you know, I think part of being a voluntarist, part of being a libertarian, part of being a human is not everybody's going to want to do this, but there are people out there who are going to want to help my friend who has a problem. Like that might be what's, the passion in their heart and they're going to want to help them and that should be allowed um, with little as little um issues in the middle as possible like paperwork or whatever yes yes and i i I was gonna say i completely agree i 
almost completely agree. I think the only difference would be I wouldn't, you don't. I wouldn't use the term <laughs> we, but uh, I, I would use the term, what would I do or what would you do or what would a, a, several people do, but not we as a collective. You're listening to the Let's Think Show with Shepard and Bethany, and we'll be back in eh, just a little bit here. This old rig is humming and rolling, she's doing fine. 